Welcome to Coffee and Conversations with Lakeisha. We're glad you've joined us today. Get ready for some kingdom conversation. Now here's your host, Lakeisha M. Johnson. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. 
Come on, y'all. Now that I'm free. Wow, God. Thank you, thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Now that I'm free, I can be me. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. It was your unexplainable, unconditional love. My God. Come on, y'all. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for your unexplainable. Thank you for your unconditional love for us. Thank you for how well you love us. Thank you, Father God, for Jesus. Thank you for the Holy Spirit. Can I say this? I need to prophesy over you too. I just need to speak and declare over your life. Can I tell you how awesome God is? Like God set a succession plan. Some businesses and churches don't even do this. God put a succession plan in place. He came in the form of the father. Then he brought the deliverer. Jesus See, we thought Moses did something for us, for the children of Israel. He thought Moses, then he brought the deliverer. <laughs> oh, my God, I feel the fire. He brought the deliverer. He brought the one that would shake every foundation. He brought the one that would pay the past, pay, pay the cost for every sin. He brought the one that would set you free, right? So he came in the form of the loving father, right, to establish the plan. Ooh, come on, Holy Spirit, speak this morning. My God. God. He came in the form of the loving father, right? First to establish the plan. As a matter of fact, he blew breath directly into your body. Oh, I feel the power of God. This he blew breath into your body. He came in the form of God. My God, he formed you. My God, Maria, he foreknew you. Come on, y'all. Tim, he set you apart. He called you into purpose. He, when he blew breath into your body, that's, he was designing you. When he blew breath into your body, when he blew breath into your mother's womb, he was designating you. He was orchestrating you. He, my God, he knew what image you needed to be made in. He knew what height you needed to be. Come on, y'all. He knew what color you needed to be. Come on now. Hey, Ashley. Oh, thank you for joining us. He knew what color you needed to be. He knew what your purpose was going to be. He knew what he was calling you to do. He even knew when you messed stuff up that he was going to begin to work things together. Come on, God, for your good. So he's such an amazing and awesome God. He came in the form of the Father. Then even in our mess-ups and our mishaps, he sent the deliverer. You ought to put that in your notes this morning. He sent a deliverer for me. He sent someone who could restore me. He sent someone who could heal me. He sent someone who could change me. He sent someone. Can I tell you? And despite what religion tells you, my God, because only religion will tell you that God doesn't love you. Jesus, despite what religion tells you, baby. Even in your mistakes, he loves you. So he gave you a clutch. For those of you who like sports, he created an audible. There was an opportunity for you to be restored. That's how powerful he is. That's how detailed he is. I don't care. My dad was teaching the other Sunday. He's like, do you think God always Yeah, God had always had a plan. Yeah, God had already intended for Jesus to be here because he talked about him. He was prophesied in the beginning. My God. So then this is what I love. After Jesus fulfilled his earthly purpose. Oh, my God. My God. Then he sent the Holy Spirit. Come on now. Jesus Jesus pulls us in, but then he sent the Holy Spirit to develop us. That's why you need the Holy Spirit. That's why you need Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit. That's his title. The Holy Spirit. Then he sent Holy Spirit. Jesus said, I'm not leaving you. When the disciples had walked close with him and experienced him and saw his power and experienced and was lavished in Jesus' love, he says, 
I'm not leaving you. Ooh, come on, y'all. Send the send the put the up there, just he said, I'm not leaving you. He said, I'm not going to leave you. I'm not going to leave you by yourself. I'm not that kind of God. As a matter of fact, the word of God says he'll never leave you. He'll never forsake you. He says, I'm not going to leave you by yourself. I'm sending you the one and only. Somebody say, I got the one and only. He said, I'm sending you the one and only. See, this is why the enemy didn't really want you to understand how important Holy Spirit is. Like he's tried to make the Holy Spirit be spooky and spiritual and weird and all these other things, but he's not. He's the third part of the Trinity that's necessary for you in this lifetime after you accept Jesus Christ. So put that in my notes. My God, I got to learn more about the Holy Spirit. Put that in your notes today. I got to learn more about Holy Spirit. I got to allow Holy Spirit to lead in my life. I got to allow, I got to allow Holy Spirit to anchor me. I got to allow Holy Spirit to develop me. See, that's what the point and the purpose of the Holy Spirit is. He said, I'm going to send you an advocate. Come on, y'all. Can I just teach this thing this morning? My God, my God. He said, I'm going to send you an advocate. Come on now. Oh, come on, come on, come on. My God, Father, I thank you for this. Oh, he said, I'm going to send you an advocate. Oh, I thank God for the Holy Spirit. I thank God for the power of the Holy Spirit. My God, in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. He said, I'm going to send you a helper. Come on now. My God, my God. You got the one and only. See, we are sports house around here. You got a coach. You got a coach. Come on now. You got a life coach. You got a teacher. My God. You got one that understands how you were designed and how you were built. My God, you got the one and only. Come on now. That's going to lead you, my God, to be more like Christ. William Murphy sung in that song. He said, I've been changed, delivered, set free, loved unconditionally, unexplainable. Come on, y'all. And he says, now I get to be me. See, that's why the enemy fights you so hard to come into the revelation who you are. That's why the enemy Fights your purpose, baby. Oh, come on, Holy Spirit. This is why the, the this is why the enemy fights you so tough in your purpose. This is why the enemy will fight you so tough in marriage. This is why the enemy will try to come between you and your children, right? Because he knows all things are supposed to work together for your good. But can I tell you what he's coming for? He's coming for your mind. Oh. He's coming for your mind. He's always trying to come against your mind to get you to believe something contrary than other than what God said. My God, my God. Other, He said, I'm going to give you John 14 and 26. He said, guess what? He said, I'm not leaving you. <laughs> Ooh! He said, I'm not leaving you. My God. He says, I'm not going to leave you. He said, I promise you, I'm not going to leave you alone. He said, but the Abbot, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, will teach you all things. And he's going to remind you of everything I said. He's going to remind you of everything that God, when God blew breath, come on now. When God blew breath into your body, he says, I'm going to remind you. I'm going to bring you into your top shelf dignity. I'm not going to live, let you live. Your top shelf, your top shelf. Who are you supposed to be living at? Like on the top shelf. See, my coffee mugs are up here because they're important to me, right? They're precious. I don't just leave them around anywhere. They sit on the top of my shelf, my God, because it signifies that they matter to me. Come on. He said, I'm going to bring you into the top shelf, the top level. The Holy Spirit was sent here to bring the best out of you. Come on, y'all. Holy Spirit was sent here to bring the best out of you. This is why you got to know who the Holy Spirit is. This is why you got to be in tune with what the Holy Spirit is saying. My God. So let me read this. He said, let me give you the rose. My God. Let me give you the rose. The way the Holy Spirit is supposed to help. So the Holy Spirit is a helper. My God. Who teaches and reminds. So if my identity, remember we read the scripture, remember we're working on being imitators of God because we're coming into revelation now that God didn't put me on earth for mess. Jesus, God didn't put me on earth just for junk. God has me here 
for an assigned purpose. God called me, my God, to a group of people. God called me to work in his kingdom. Remember, I'm designed to bring kingdom to the earth. Oh, Jesus. Say that, speak that, declare that over your life. I'm designed. I was created by God to bring the kingdom of heaven. I will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Well, how does his will get done here on earth? His will gets done here on earth through us. So your design to be an imitators of God, to walk continually in his love, to value one another. Come on now. Can I tell you how this works? This is Ephesians 5. It says, therefore become imitators of God. Copy him, follow his example, and be well-loved children. Imitate their father. Walk continually in love. Value one another. Practice empathy and compassion. Unselfishly seeking the best for others. Just as Christ loved you. Come on now. Oh, I thank you for this this morning. Just as Christ loved you and gave himself up for you and offering and sacrifice to God so that it can become a, a sweet fragrance. So you can be a sweet fragrance to God. Let me tell you this. This, this is it. You are to be here to walk continually in love, to value one another, to practice empathy and compassion. This is how he uses your gifts and your talents. This is how you use... This is, so this, let me tell you something. Anytime you do what you're supposed to be doing for kingdom, you're going to get the money. You're going to get the resources. You're going to get the desires because he spoke that in his word. If you're ever getting your headset to get your focus off the money and off the resources and set your thing, your mind on the purpose working through you. If you become more focused on imitating God, you'll find yourself in a position in a place where you're going to be more fulfilled. See, many times we spend time focusing on the resources because we think it's the resources that help us accomplish whatever God is calling us to, but that's backwards. Ooh, somebody say that's backwards thinking. God can take nothing. Oh, I'm your witness. I promise I am. God can take nothing. God can take a $50 mic in a closet. God can take a cell phone and a cup of coffee and turn it into everything he needs. God just needs a willing. Oh my God. He just needs you to be willing to obey and to trust him, right? So we'll, I need the resources. I need the resources. It takes resources. Absolutely. But will you follow the, follow the father and do what he's asked you to do without the resources? My God, will you follow the father and do what he's asked you to do regardless of whether or not you got the resources? I remember one time when my uncle was really in the beginning stages of mentoring and coaching me. He said, let me ask you something. He said, and what, what is the one thing you feel like in your heart that you would do without getting paid? And I said, oh, I teach. At that time, I wasn't even teaching. At that time, I wasn't even teaching. I knew that God had called me to teach at some capacity. I knew teaching was my gift, right? I was like, I don't know. I would, I would teach. I would teach. And he said, good, then go do that. So then I began a journey of discovering. Can I tell you backwards how backwards I was? I began a journey of trying to discover the profession. I can't do this this morning, Holy Spirit. I spent a, t a journey trying to discover the profession. Understanding the profession was cool because remember, remember, go back to what we learned a few weeks ago about our natural abilities. We're not done with all that. The Lord just pauses what we learned about our natural abilities, what we learned about our learned abilities. So I began to discover in the learned abilities, but I thought that the learned abilities was the key to who I am. I had it backwards. I didn't understand really that I really needed, because that's what the world tells us. Go to school and get a degree, right? Go to school and get a degree, right? So I was like, okay, let me just go to school and get a degree. But what God was showing me later was it really wasn't about the degree. The degree was the avenue. The degree, the, the degree was a resource. But what he wanted me to begin to do was, this was why I said it was backwards. I really needed to begin to seek him first. Ooh, Matthew 6 and 33, seek the kingdom first. I really needed to begin to seek him first because he was the only person that could speak to me and talk to me about my purpose. The one that created me. Because other people he may use along the way, 
Other people may be able to discern. I have a gift to discern. Can I say that? Through the Holy Spirit. Purpose, right? I have a gift to discern things that you're supposed to be tied to. But can I tell you something? He's the only one that's going to uniquely tell you. Come on, y'all. How you made. So this is the point of the Holy Spirit. So if we're Ephesians, come on now. We Ephesians 5. We're watch. We're, we're, let me read it to you in the message. It says, watch what God does and then you do it. Like children who learn proper behavior from their parents. Mostly what God does is love you. Mostly what we're supposed to do through our gifts and talents should be exhibited in love. Keep company with him and learn a life of love. Observe how Christ loved us. He loves his love. This is what I love. His love was not cautious, but extravagant. An extravagant love. My God. Some of y'all have never experienced an extravagant love. And you need to experience the love of the Father. Oh, my God. That's an extravagant kind of love. Oh, my God. Put that in your notes today. I need to be loved extravagantly. Not this earthly, fleshly love. I need to be loved extravagantly. He said he didn't love in order to get something from us. Oh, my God. We don't love people. We don't love our assignments. We're not conditioned. We shouldn't. We're not conditioned. We were never conditioned and designed to get something. That's the curse. I don't want to live under the curse. He said he didn't love in order to get something from us, but to give everything of himself to us. Love like that. Oh, love like that through your gifts. Love like that through your talent. Love your faith. We're not loving no more conditionally. God didn't design us to love conditionally based on, well, I don't want to get hurt. Can I tell you something? I decree and declare from this day forth that you will love my God without the threat of rejection, of being hurt. That's See, that's why the enemy wants you to love people more than he wants you to love God. Because he knows if you love people more than you love God, people will hurt you. Well, once people hurt you, then it sets up this rejection type spirit in you. When you live in a rejection type spirit, you'll never give your all in a relationship. Oh my God. The Holy Spirit just scooped the baby up and patted him on the back. Holy Spirit just scooped the baby up and patted him on the back. Well, when you live with rejection and you've experienced rejection, that's been the assignment of the enemy. You'll never know how to properly receive love and you'll never know properly how to give love. And he definitely wants you to feel like the father has rejected you, has left you, has forsaken you. It's not real. That's the assignment of the enemy because he knows love is the root of everything. Love is supposed to be the motive behind everything. Above all, we're supposed to be loving through our gifts and talents. So, so when I've experienced rejection or I've experienced people not treating me right, then what I'll do is I won't put my all into a situation. Oh my God. I won't put my all into a situation because the enemy will take reserve some for yourself. When the word says, now you need to love extravagantly. You need to give to things extravagantly. Colossians 3 and 23. You need to do everything unto the Lord, not unto man. Oh my God. That doesn't say we don't put boundaries in place. That doesn't say we don't recognize toxic behavior. But when we love that kind of way, we go all in. Oh my God. But we got to go all in to God first. And many of us have not gone all in to God first. We still on the fence. We still teetering. We still dealing with, remember, we're dealing with the condition of our heart. We've been uh, going through the questionnaire on the condition of our heart. We still love, my God, self un- selfishly. We still choose people over God. My God, we still are worried more about what man says than what God says. My God. So he sent the Holy Spirit. He says, I'm going to send you. This, this is, can I tell you? I need to give you the next part of the verse in being imitating God. He says, don't allow love to turn into lust. Woo! Setting off a downhill slide into sexual promiscuity filthy practices, or bullying greed. Though sometimes just love the taste of gossip. Those who follow Jesus have better uses for language than that. Don't talk dirty or silly. That kind of talk doesn't fit our lifestyle. Thanksgiving is our dialect. Ooh, that's going to fit with today. Thanksgiving 
is our dialect. My God. It says you can be sure that using people or religion or things just for what you can get out of them, the usual variations of idolatry will get you absolutely nowhere and certainly nowhere near the kingdom of Christ, the kingdom of God. Do not let yourselves get taken in by religious smooth talk. God gets fierce with people who are full of religious sales talk, but want nothing to do with him. Don't even hang around people like that. So then he goes in and tells us. So let me go back. So this is why we need the Holy Spirit, because the Holy Spirit is the one that's going to bring us back into the truth, right? If you've been on the devotional, you know, Holy Spirit has been leading us, my God, interweaving us, pulling out the things in our heart that do not look like God. Ooh! And bringing us into the passion of Christ. I don't know about you, but since we've been doing this, my compassion, ooh, my love for others, ooh, the conviction to not gossip, the, the conviction to walk in a different level and a higher standard. My God has completely been changing. So let me give you the rose of the Holy Spirit this morning so you know how and why my, he comforts and teaches us. Ooh, so the Holy Spirit is the t- helper who teaches and reminds. Ooh, John 14, 26. Jesus told the disciples, Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, will teach you all things. Ooh, put that in your notes today. Holy Spirit is supposed to teach me all things. He's also supposed to bring me into remembrance of the things that Jesus has said. Well, this is why we study the word of God or we won't know what Jesus said. This is why we study the word of God or we won't know. We won't know what Jesus said. Our soul has been filled with so many things that many of us are living and forgetting. As Jesus said, we're forgetting when Peter asked Jesus and said, how many times are we supposed to forgive? Seven times. And Jesus said 70 times seven, Peter. What he was really saying to Peter is we supposed to forgive unlimitedly. Or we'll forget that Jesus said, I'm the way, the truth, and the life. Ain't no multiple paths to God. It ain't but one path to God. I'm the only way. Well, if I'm not in my word and I'm not studying my word, then I won't know. Then the Holy Spirit is going to be difficult for the Holy Spirit to bring this back to my remembrance. Jesus, come on now. He says, so when we look at the Greek word, which is part uh, parkletos in this passage my god it's also meaning advocate and counselor what it says is he's a legal counsel so the holy spirit you know how people say i'm gonna consult my lawyer oh my god you need to get into the habit of say let me before i make a decision before i let something come out of my mouth come on y'all my god before i make another decision holy let me stick it up let me stick it with my kids my legal counsel let me talk to my legal counsel. Let me consult my legal counsel and see what the legal counsel is saying about this circumstance and situation. So there, there's a book, Judah, that my reading in school. This fits so right here. Thank you, Holy Spirit. There's a book that Jesus, Judah, them are reading in school and they go to a private Christian school. And when they got the book, he, he, they started reading the first chapter and he says, mommy, Something in the inside of me said, don't read this any further. Ooh, my God, the Holy Spirit was counseling him. He said, mommy, something in the inside of me said, don't go any further. He said, so my teacher is going to send you a note because I told her I don't need to continue to read this until I've checked in with my mom to see if this is something that I need to read. So the teacher sent me an email and I told her, I don't rush. I'm not going to rush. I don't, I don't have to rush. I said, I'm going to spend some time praying over this. Well, we came back into the situation where the principal called me. She was like, I've read the book. I taught out the book. I said, that's fine. Well, yesterday when he was at school, he said something inside of me when the teacher was like, oh, it's not. Um, this is Judah. He was like, I'm not. He's like, when the teacher was like, oh, it's not, it's okay. You can read this book. Da, 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 da. He said something inside of me. Mommy said, listen to what your mother said. <laughs> Listen to what your mother said. You honor what your mother said. And he said, so he told him, he says, I cannot read this book until my mother approves or says that this book has said, I don't know what's in the book, but he felt the cautioning of Holy Spirit not to go further. He felt the cautioning, the quickening of Holy Spirit not to go further. He said, mama, some inside of me said, don't read this book. It may be fine for everybody else. It may be not good for him. Ooh, what a, ooh. That's what the Lord told me this morning. 
I said, Lord, give me comfort about this book. I looked up everything in Common Sense Media. I asked other people about the book, but I still felt a caution to not go further in the book. So it may not be, it may be okay for everybody else. It just may not be good for him. It just may not be good for him. So I'm going to obey the quickening of the Holy Spirit inside of him because the Holy Spirit is the legal counsel. The Holy Spirit is the one that comes and tells us what's good for us and what's not for us. Holy Spirit is the one that will caution us and keep us from dangers seen and unseen. Do you know how powerful it is? This little 11-year-old boy said, no, I felt something inside of me saying, don't go any further don't go any further. So he took the legal counsel of the Holy Spirit who knows you, woo, who's a part of you. Come on, y'all. Who designed you and quickened you. And so the Holy Spirit will provide wise counsel to Christ's followers. My God, Jesus knew he was going away and he knew the Holy Spirit would be your helper. The Holy Spirit also convicts not condemned. The word of God says there's absolutely no condemnation in Christ. My God, can I tell you the, what's the difference between condemnation and conviction? Because most of us have been living in condemnation. That's why we can't come into the fullness of ourselves. My God, this every time I remember a woman of God prophesied to me, every time she said, every time it feels like you get a little further, something pops you right back in space place, right? That's what condemnation does. The assignment of condemnation. Every time you believe God, you're walking in faith. Remember, without faith, it's impossible to please God. Seems like you're on a journey. Seems like you're rolling strong. Seems like every time you get to a certain space, something happens to push you back in space. Something happens, my God, um, it, uh, to, to make you feel not worthy. Something happens to push you. So let me tell you what condom the difference. One main difference between condemnation and conviction. Condemnation is always going to lead, lead you further away from God. Ooh! Come on now. We need this this morning. Some of y'all been walking in condemnation for way too long. My God, and you thought it was the conviction of the Holy Spirit. That's why you haven't pushed into the things of God the way you're supposed to. Conviction leads you to life. When the Holy Spirit is convicting you of sin, of things you shouldn't do, and stuff you shouldn't be involved in, it always comes with a life solution. Oh my God. Condemnation is a state of being, and what it does is it defines your relationship with God. Oh no. So you're not condemned once you accept Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. Conviction, when we're wrong, they're going to be identified. They're going to be revealed, right? They're gonna, that's what they're going to be identified. They're going to be revealed, right? But once they're identified and they're revealed, there's always going to be a solution. Always going to be a solution. My God, my God. Condemnation is like the sentence. Condemnation tries to finalize the situation. Condemnation tries to make you think that there's an there's no end to the situation. Well, conviction is for the believer. Condemnation is for the sinner. Once you've accepted Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, right? You're not under condemnation anymore. Come on, y'all. You're free. So the Holy Spirit comes, John 16 and 7, 8. Nevertheless, I tell you the truth. It is your advantage that I go away. For if I do not go away, the helper will not come to you. But if I go, I will send him to you. And when he comes, he will convict the world concerning sin, righteousness, and justice. That's why when we come into um, conviction of sin or something going on in our life that's not right, our flesh is always going to rise up to try to make you think that's, no, they, they lying, that you don't have to go all that way. You don't have to do that. You don't have to live like that. That's how the flesh going to do. Flesh are always going to rise up to try to, con to, to conflict the conviction of the Holy Spirit. And the reason the flesh will rise up or the principalities, remember, we wrestle not against fresh principalities. Think about how many of you, when you made a decision that you were really going to go in for God, how many friends and relationships you fell out with, right? When you made a decision, I'm going to really be sold out to God. How many relationships and friendships got strained, right? Well, the the enemy always, we wrestle not against flesh and blood, we wrestle against principalities. The enemy will always try to rise up in the people connected to you, right? So you won't go all the way in. No, 
The Holy Spirit dwells in believers and fills them. The Holy Spirit is God's presence in the lives of believers. If you are a believer, you need Holy Spirit. He dwells in you. Don't you want to be wise? Wow, my God. He's like um, Cliff Notes. (laughs) Don't you want to be wise? Don't you want to have access to what you need? Don't you want to have the freedom of healing? He dwells in you. 1 Corinthians 3 and 16. Do you not know that you are God's temple and God's spirit dwells in you? He dwells in you. He fills you up. You want to be filled with the Holy Spirit. And I know some of us grew up like, I know for me it was hard. I grew up in a Baptist church. And what I thought the infilling of the Holy Spirit was, was when someone shouted or someone was yelling or someone passed out or someone spoke in tongues. And I understand more now tongues is the evidence of, but come on now, nobody really taught me the Holy Spirit dwelling in me was God's presence with me. Come on now. God's presence with me. Lord, I thank you, Father God, that your presence is with me. Holy, you want Holy Spirit. So ask him, Lord, let me be filled with the Holy Spirit. My God, so I can have your presence with me. So you could be like little Judah at 11 years old saying, something in me said, this book ain't for me. <laughs> something inside me say, this book ain't for me. He said, and I heard the voice say, listen to what your mother said. My God, that's the next point. The Holy Spirit is a source of revolution. Revelation, wisdom, and power. I've told this story before, but I gotta share this story again. My uncle, who was in the mailroom, oh, and as a matter of fact, I watched another video that proves, gives me proof of how powerful the Holy Spirit is. Devon Franklin is writing, uh, making a movie on Hot Cheetos, how they came about. The man who is who discovered or created Hot Cheetos was just a janitor. My uncle was working in the mailroom of St. Vincent's Hospital for 12 years. For 12 years. One day, he decided he wanted to know more about computers. My God, never went to college to get a degree. Got a book on how to build computers. Prayed, asked God, give me revelation of this. Started reading the material. The God started giving a revelation. travels now all over the nation my god building computers for hospitals he's going to get some certifications and some training but the beginning of his wisdom his knowledge and his revelation he needed was in the holy spirit imagine if we rely more on holy spirit for our purpose more on he will give you i have prayed give me rep- i don't i didn't know anything about lights i didn't know anything about sound I didn't know anything about podcasting. This was not my call. The call of my, the, this is not what I've been trained in. I have a bachelor's in sociology, a master's in gerontology. Oh, I, I love technology. But every time I pray and ask God to give me revelation for something greater, guess what he does? He gives me revelations for something greater. So there are things that God has revealed to us by a spirit. The spirit searches all things, even the deep things of God, right? So when I'm called into purpose, the spirit will search the deep things inside of me. The spirit will search the deep thing of the things I need. He said, for who knows a person's thought? My God, Holy Spirit, establish us in our purpose today so that we operate in the fullness of who you called us to be. And we will not shrink back. Come on, y'all. He says, Accept their own spirit within them. In the same way, no one knows the thoughts of God except the spirit of God. No one knows. You got to get that in your notes today. Oh, my God. No one knows the thoughts of God except the spirit of God. Oh, because God is a spirit and they that worship him, worship him in spirit and truth. The Holy Spirit is what helps you carry out your mission here on earth. You Oh, Lord, I'm praying for my purpose. And you'll be running around getting all this other stuff added unto you. Oh, Lord, I need my purpose. I need to understand who I am. Running around, scrambling, trying to understand. Holy Spirit is what helps you carry out your mission. Holy Spirit is what helps you carry out your mission. Holy Spirit is what helps you carry out your plan. Every morning, can I tell you this? I submit myself on my face before the Holy Spirit. And I say, Holy Spirit, 
speak through my lips. <laughs> Holy Spirit, this is your devotional. I even talk about that with my sons, with the ministry, the mission God has given me. This does not belong to me. Tell me what you want me to do with your sons this week. Tell me how to love your people this week. Tell me how to teach your people this week. I don't want to teach. Yes, I spend a numerous amount of hours studying, but I let the Holy Spirit really do this, right? Jesus told his disciples, he said, but you will receive power. Oh, somebody say, I got the power. <laughs> I got the power. He said, but you will receive power. Come on, y'all. You will receive power, revelation, and wisdom. He said, you'll receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you. And you will be my witnesses all throughout Jerusalem and all Judea and all Samaria. You have access to power, revelation, and wisdom, just as Paul did from the Holy Spirit. This is why Paul prayed this prayer. This is one of the things that I pray over all my partners, over all of y'all that come on the devotional. Once you connect to me, you in my prayers. This is what I pray. I keep asking God, the Lord, our Jesus Christ, the glorious father may give you a spirit of wisdom. You need a spirit of wisdom and you can pray this over yourself that he gives you revelation so you may know him better. I pray that your heart be enlightened in order that you may know the hope to which he has called you. You need to know the hope to which God has called you, not man. Put that in your notes today. I need to know the hope to which God has called me, not what man has called me. I need to know the hope to which God has called me. He said, he said you may know the hope to which he has called you. The riches of his glorious, my God inheritance in his people and his incomparably great power for those who believe that power is the same as the mighty strength he exerted same power when he raised jesus christ from the dead and seated him at right hand in the heavenly realm you are supposed to walk in the same authority and power jesus said look same things i've done i'm paraphrasing the scripture i need you to go do and you go lay hands on the sick Come on, y'all. I need you to cast out demons. You can do it all in my name. The same power is inside. It's not just for the preachers, the teachers, and the apostles. Come on now. The Holy Spirit will guide you all in all truth, including the knowledge of what's to come. Let me tell you what happened yesterday. Woman of God called me. She said, I feel like, and I can't reveal everything, but I will give you the bulk of it. She said, because I, I feel the Holy Spirit pressing me here. Um... She called me yesterday. She And it's funny because there was a particular prayer God told me to pray yesterday morning, right? She called me yesterday. She said, I need to pray for you. The Spirit said, this is a 911. I'm glad I saw my phone because a lot of times my ringer is not on. I said, when she began to pray for me, she began to pray certain things for me. It lined up with what I had prayed that early morning. She didn't know. She was just obeying Holy Spirit. She prayed for me. I'm so glad she prayed for me. I'm so glad she prayed for me because something happened that can I tell? No, don't tell what something happened later at that afternoon that I needed God's grace to be able to endure with the phone call that I would get. <laughs> I needed God's grace to be able to endure the phone call that came to me, right? Well, he had already given me knowledge of what was to come. I didn't understand all the particulars. I didn't understand all the details. John 16 and 13 says, because he guides believers into all truth. He says, Jesus told his disciples, the Holy Spirit will make known to you what he hears and will only speak what the Father says. He said, he'll tell you what's to come. He will glorify me because it is from me that he will receive what he will make known to you. So because of her obedience to pray for me, my obedience to stand and pray. Somebody else texted me and said they were praying for me. Those prayers, the grace of God was lifting me up so that when I got the phone call, come on now, he had already gone before me and I felt the strength to be able to endure instead of being, oh Jesus, overwhelmed and broken down and feeling like I'm being taken out. No, John 16, 13 and 15. He's going to go before you. Why? Because all that belongs to the father is mine. My God, this is why I said the spirit will receive from me and make it known to you. 
The Holy Spirit gives us all our spiritual gifts. He'll give you wisdom. He'll give you knowledge. It'll be manifested in your life. That's 1 Corinthians 12, 7 and 11. The Holy Spirit is a seal on your life. Philippians 1 and 16 tells us, 1 and 6 tells us that God is going to complete us, that we don't complete ourselves. Well, the Holy Spirit marks us. Ooh! Say, I'm marked by the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is our mark of adoption as God's children. The mark of us is Holy Spirit. That's the mark. It's the deposit. It's the down payment on who we are. Ephesians 1 and 13. And you were also included in Christ when you heard the message of truth, the gospel of your salvation. When you believe you were marked with him, sealed the promise of the Holy Spirit, who is a deposit guaranteeing your inheritance until the redemption. Not just your inheritance in the redemption, but your inheritance here on earth. The Holy Spirit helps us when we weak. You ain't got to deal with your weaknesses on your own. You've been trying to fight your addictions. You've been trying to fight your flesh. You've been trying to fight those things that are strongly rooted in you for way too long and by yourself. You're not supposed to fight that stuff by yourself. You need the Holy Spirit. He says, Holy Spirit is what's going to give you, give you the strength you need when you're weak. He intercedes for you. Sometimes you don't know what to do. Sometimes you're like, Paul, every time I try to do right. <laughs> Sometimes you're like, Paul, every time I try to do right. I'm trying to do right. I'm trying to get over this. I'm trying. I'm trying not to go. Can I say? I'm trying not to go visit him one more time. I'm trying not to go see her one more time. I'm trying not to tell another lie. Whatever the stronghold is, I'm trying not to watch this, right? I'm trying to be in integrity and character. Come on now. Let's be real this morning. I remember when I was struggling with my flesh and struggling with those things. It says the Holy Spirit is what helps me in my weakness. It says in the same way the Spirit helps us in our weaknesses. You, We all got weaknesses. The scripture says all sin and fall short of the glory of God. But it don't mean we make excuses. It means we tap into the Holy Spirit for help. It says in the same way the Spirit helps us in our weaknesses. We don't know what we ought to pray for. But the Spirit himself intercedes for us through wordless groans. And he who searches our hearts knows the mind of the Spirit. Because the Spirit intercedes for God's people according to the will of God. So when you don't know what to pray, you got to, Holy Spirit, help, help. It's a 911. It's a 911 emergency. I'm trying to get out of trouble. And then, if it's stuff, repetitive patterns, invite your accountability partner in. Someone who is saved, sanctified, and filled. Your accountability partner cannot be the person in the same situation as you. You need somebody trying to live a holy and pleasing life, not a perfect life, a holy and pleasing life. Somebody that has a heart of God. And, and you see the evidence of the fruit in their life. You need an accountability partner. If I'm struggling with gluttony, if I'm struggling with pride, if I'm struggling with haughtiness, he knows how. Romans 8 and 26 and 7, he knows how. He gives us eternal life. But if Christ is in you, then even though your body is subject to death because of sin, the spirit gives life because of righteousness. And if the spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead is living in you, he who raised Christ from the dead will also give life to your mortal bodies because of his spirit who lives in you. That's Romans 8 and 10 and 11. Holy Spirit gives life to you. He also enables you sanctifies and gives you the opportunity. It's the Holy Spirit that helps you. Can I tell you something? You do not help yourself bear fruit. The Holy Spirit produces fruit. When you try to make yourself, when you try to pretend or force yourself to produce fruit, that's going to collapse. Something's going to apply pressure on you and what's in you is going to really come out. But the Holy Spirit, through the conviction and power, will keep you from not indulging in sinful acts. Galatians 5, 16 and 21. It says, so I say, walk by the Spirit, and you're not going to gratify the desires of the flesh. For the flesh desires what is contrary to the Spirit, and the Spirit what is contrary to the flesh. They are in conflict with each other, so that you are not to do whatever you want. 
But if you are led by the Spirit, you are not under the law. The acts of the flesh are obvious. These are the acts of the flesh. Sexual morality, impurity, debauchery, idolatry, witchcraft, hatred, discord, jealousy, fits of rage, selfish ambitions, dissensions, factions, envy, drunkenness, orgies, and the like. I warn you as I did before, those who live like this will not inherit the kingdom of God. Will not. So, that the Holy Spirit will help you bear good fruit. The Holy Spirit will help you operate in love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. You, you don't do that on your own. You do that through the Holy Spirit. There's a book that I will recommend to you to read or listen to. It's called The Utter Relief of Holiness by John Bevere. This book changed my life. The things that I was still struggling with in my flesh. When I began to read this book, I recognized how I was really trying to get rid of stuff on my own without the Holy Spirit. I'm just going to be a good little Christian. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this. I'm just going to be a little good little Christian. Well, when you live like, I'm just going to be a good little Christian. And I'm going to do this. And I'm going to do this. And I'm going to do this. And you do it without the Holy Spirit. It's, it's going to fail. It's going to collapse. Because the Holy Spirit, there's no root in it. That's in your deeds. That's in your thoughts. I didn't recognize. So I meditated on this book for a summer. I did not read through it fast. I chewed through it. And I got the revelation. I've been trying to be a good Christian on my own. I've been doing this. When the word clearly tells me it's not your acts, it's not your de- John Eldridge. Thank you. I said John Bevere. He's another one of my writers I read. Um, so The Utter Relief of Holiness by John Eldridge. When I started reading this book, and in the beginning it's a little strange, but when I got into the thick of the book, I was like, oh my gosh, this is really not on me. This is for me to tap into your love. This is for me to tap into your power. And so I prayed a prayer and I said, Holy Spirit, there are some things in my life that I know that are not pleasing to God. I need you to help me. 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 I don't want to live like this. And as I began to study the book, I felt the empowerment of the Holy Spirit. And it felt way more different than anything I tried to do on my own to be a little good little Christian. <laughs> to be a good little Christian, right? It felt everything that I was trying to do, all the little benchmarkers, I thought that proved me a good, and it just began to tear down stronghold after stronghold in my heart of things that I was trying to do on my own. And then I began to get recognition that my body is the temple of the Holy Spirit. So the things that I was doing that did not line up with the word of God, the Conviction of the Holy Spirit pulled me of those away from those places and then put me in a position, right, to be able to live my God by the Spirit instead of du- 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 indulging in the flesh. So then alcohol, when my friends were at the table still drinking, alcohol no longer was an issue for me. I didn't have to say, I'm not going to have another drink. I promise I'm not going to have another drink for the next 30 days. I didn't have to do that, right, because God was requiring more out of my life. And so alcohol didn't become an issue for me. It became the Holy Spirit arresting my heart, explaining to me what alcohol was doing to my temple and why God was saying, do not be drunk until drunkenness. Can I just, I'm just going to help you with some stuff. Do not be drunk until drunkenness. Well, this is why you don't need to be drunk until drunkenness. And it took me to the word so that the word could begin to operate in me and build up a strong foundation in me. Ain't that powerful? Come on, Lord. Come on, Holy Spirit. So that's the role of the Holy Spirit. So as we're studying and the Lord is revealing to us the truths of things that are in our heart that do not look like him and do not align with him. If we would receive more of Holy Spirit and let the Holy Spirit guide our life, these truths will become (laughs) self-evident to all men who are believers that these are the truths that I need to live in and I don't need to live in nothing else. Let me give you one more spirit check. That we need to ask. This is one more place we're going. In our spiritual heart check. Am I thankful in all circumstances? That's today's spiritual heart check. 
Am I thankful in all circumstances? 1 Thessalonians 5.18 Give thanks in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. Ask yourself, when stress, stress comes, when pressure comes, when somebody getting on my nerves at work, when my wife uh, is getting on my last nerves, when my husband is getting on my last nerves, when somebody has crossed or cut me off, um, when I'm driving, am I thankful in all circumstances? It is God's will for you to be thankful in all circumstances. Even in the little things, we think of all circumstances just when we're going through. But in all circumstances, in the line, when the line is long and you're in a rush, are you thankful in all circumstances? When you're online waiting, when they taking too long, I'm just sitting here, they ain't answer my call. Are you thankful in all circumstances? Ooh, come on, y'all. We got to get out of here. In the line, in the, in the lunch line, when I'm waiting on my food, when something doesn't go my way and I'm in Dillard's or I'm in the grocery store, I'm online or I'm getting customer, ser customer service and they're not acting right or when my kids bring me a bad report or a bad grade, am I still thankful in all circumstances? Lord, teach us how to be thankful in all circumstances because that's a spiritual check in our heart yeah holy spirit remind me to be thankful in all circumstances let's do our confessions and then we're gonna get out of here i love y'all so much this was so powerful today you need holy spirit that's what the holy spirit is assigned to do and this is not a mental thing remember first corinthians 2 14 this has got to be discerned by the spirit not by the flesh it's not gonna make up Lord, I need to be thankful in every circumstance. When my kids are late to school, I cannot be complaining about my kids being late to school. I don't need to be bringing murmuring and complaining into my situation. It brings um, the power of Satan in my environment. I need to be bringing thanksgiving into my circumstances situation, even when the situation looks overwhelming. Let's do our confessions. For those of you that are new to the devotional, we have a set of confessions that we do at the end of the devotional. Confession establishes a thing. Come on, y'all. Y'all, we got new people on the devotional. We're going to have millions of new people on this devotional so we always got to make sure they understand what we're doing confession is how we establish a thing confession is how we renew our mind in the word so god has given us a sitting set of confessions that joyce myers pulled together we're going to confess those today corporately because we're going to strengthen each other so don't skip out on this process don't skip out and be like oh i don't need the confessions i got the word you need the confessions because the confessions are establishing something. Don't stick to the end of the devotional. You know, that's it. Thank you, Holy Spirit. You never know how God may move. Come on now. One, I'm a new creature in Christ. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things are new. Come on, Holy Spirit. I have died and been raised with Christ. And they're dropping the links to those on YouTube, on Instagram, and on Facebook. I've died and been raised with Christ. And I'm now seated in heavenly places. I'm dead to sin and alive unto righteousness. No weapon that is formed against me shall prosper. But every tongue that rises against me in judgment, I shall show to be in the wrong. I'm prospering in everything. Oh, thank you, Holy Spirit. I put my hand to. I have prosperity in all areas of my life, spiritually, financially, mentally, and socially. I take every thought captive unto the obedience of Jesus Christ casting down every imagination and every high and lofty thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God. Don't rush. I hear the Holy Spirit saying, don't rush this part of the process for you. Don't rush it. You need this. You need to rebuild your heart. Ooh, it's laid open now. Let's restructure it in the word. Ooh, that's so powerful. You need to rebuild your heart. Let's restructure it in the word. It says, as a man thinks in his heart, so is he. Therefore, all my thoughts are positive. I do not allow Satan to use my heart as a garbage dump by meditating on negative things that he offers me. I don't speak negative things. I'm purpose that my mouth shall not transgress. I will speak forth the righteousness of God all the day long. I never bind a sister or brother with the words of my mouth. I'm always a positive encouragement. I edify and build up. I never 
tear down and destroy. When we say bind a brother or sister with our mouth, Judah said something the other day because we've been reading this book. He's like, I can't speak negative over people because then I invite Satan into their lives or I invite Satan into our relationships. So when we bind, remember, whatever we bound on earth is what we bound in heaven. So when we speak negative on other people's, we're binding our words to their life. And, and that it. That invokes, do unto others as you would have them do unto you. That invokes the same hell to be brought into your life. That, and I don't know about you, but I don't want hell in my life. Okay, I don't want to invite hell into your life, and I don't want you inviting hell in my life. So, Lord, I thank you for freeing us, my God, from binding people, my God, with our mouths. It says, I'm always a positive encouragement. I edify and build up. I never tear down or destroy I'm a believer, not a doubter. I'm slow to speak, quick to hear, and slow to anger. I'm a doer of the word. I meditate on the word all day long. I will study the word of God. I will pray. I never get tired or grow weary when I study the word, pray, minister, or praise God. But I'm alert. You know how you be falling asleep in church or falling asleep when you study your word. But I'm alert and full of energy. And as I study, I become more alert and more energized. Because the word is giving life to me. I'm a giver. It is more blessed to give than to receive. I love to give. I have plenty of money to give away all the time. I cast all my cares on the Lord for he cares for me. My God, I don't have a spirit of fear, mm -mm, but a power of love and of sound mind. I do not fear. I am not guilty. I'm not passive about anything, but I deal with all things in my life immediately. I do not judge my brothers and sisters in Christ Jesus after the flesh. I'm a spiritual man and I'm judged by no one. I operate in all the gifts of the Holy Spirit, which are tongues and interpretation of tongues, the working of miracles, discerning of spirits. My God, the word of faith, the word of knowledge, the word of wisdom, healing, and prophecy. I walk in the spirit all of the time. I've been set free. I'm free to love, to worship, to trust with no fear of rejection or being hurt. I have compassion and understanding for all people. I do not hate or walk in unforgiveness. I catch the enemy and, ooh, thank you, Lord. And all my, it's deceitful lies. I cast them down and choose whether to believe the word of God Work is good. I enjoy work. I do all my work excellently and with great prudence, making the most of all my time. I'm a responsible person. I enjoy responsibility and I rise to responsibility in Jesus. This has been that confession has been pushing me to complete things in my day and not make excuses to not do those things. I'm creative because the Holy Spirit lives in me. I take good care of my body. I eat right. I look good. I feel good. And I weigh what God wants me to weigh. Pain cannot successfully come against my body because Jesus bore all my pain. I lay hands on the sick and they recover. I have a teachable spirit. I do not think more highly of myself than I ought to in the flesh. I've humbled myself and God has exalted me. I do what I say I would do and I get where I'm going on time. I don't hurry and rush. I do one thing at a time. I'm annoyed. We were talking about that the other day. The boys and I were talking about being late. And we were just like, when you late, you already late anyway. So why rush? He said some kid at school was like, I just went and got me some donuts because I was late anyway. So I might as well enjoy the lateness. <laughs> I'm anointed for God for ministry. I'm an obedient wife. And no rebellion operates in me. My husband is wise. He is the king and priest of our home. He makes godly decisions. All my children have lots of Christian friends. And God has set aside a Christian wife or husband for each of them. My children love to pray and study the word. They openly and boldly praise God. My children make right choices according to the word of God. See, Judah made a right choice. All my household are blessed. And their deeds. We're blessed when we come in. We bless when we go out. All that I own is paid for. And I know no man anything except to love him. Two things. I want to start here first today. If you've never accepted Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, make that decision today. The best decision I ever made was to allow Jesus in my heart. The best decision I ever made. And it starts with a confession. It's not just a statement. It's not just a doing. It's a confession. It's a confession out your mouth. Your words establish your relationship with Jesus Christ. So if you've never confessed this, this is your time. And I believe God has led you to this devotional for this moment. You're not here by accident. 
God has led you here on purpose, intentional, so that you can be a part of his kingdom. This is what I need you to say. Dear Jesus, I've sinned against you. I'm sorry for my sins. I'm asking you to come into my heart and take away my sins. My God, I promise to love and follow you the best I can. Thank you, Jesus, for saving me. If you prayed that prayer, send us an email, info at justbeinglmj.com. My God, we want to save 12 million souls. I may not even see them in all my lifetime. I may not see them in my lifetime. But it is the desire as the legacy of this ministry continues that we see 12 million souls for the kingdom, that we see 12 people return to kingdom, that we see 12 million people do the do the work of our father here on earth until he returns again. So if you made that decision, we care for you here. Send us an email. We love you. We want to continue to disciple you. I want to send you some materials completely free. Well, we don't charge you for those things. We want to send you some materials completely free. So if you make that statement of faith, email us so we can send you your materials. We want to continue to disciple you. My second thing is, oh, my God. Thank you, Lord, for petitioning the heart of your people. If the Lord places it on your heart to be a partner with this ministry, go over to the website, LakeishaMJohnson.com. You can give, tithes, offering, all that made available, LakeishaMJohnson.com, or cash app us dollar sign LMJ ministry and you can find out all the way your giving um what your giving does my god we feed the streets um we support projects for feminine hygiene kits for women we do so many different things through this ministry to be a blessing to others so why don't thank you lord why don't you consider becoming a partner with us it is our desire as well to open up a soup kitchen we need I cannot say that. We need a building so that we can serve our brothers and sisters on a daily basis. I don't want to just serve them once a month. I want to be able to serve people all the time. I want to be able to serve people all the time. That is my heart's desire. I'm not going to cry today. So I love y'all so much. I just got a heart for people. I want to see women restored. <laughs> I want to see women come into the fullness of who they are so that they can be what they need to be to their families as well. That is my heart's desire. I love y'all. I want to see our families restored. I want to see our families restored. I decree and declare that this is your best day yet, that this is your best year yet. I decree and declare prosperity over your life. And I'm not just talking about financially. If your soul is prospering, you shouldn't be mixed matched. It should all line up. I decree. Thank you for tuning into our podcast. If you would like more information about LMJ Ministries, log on to LakeishaMJohnson.com today.